Welcome to the Healing Experiment Podcast. I am your host, Sue Dumay. And today on the podcast, we have a very special guest. The intention behind the Healing Experiment is to create a felt experience of different healing modalities for you. And every episode, we not only talk about healing, but we also create that felt experience. And today's guest is Surya Devi. She's a world artist, uh, world music artist and intuitive healer. And we're going to talk about the healing frequency of sound and music. So welcome to the show. I'm really excited to have you here. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's dive right in and talk about healing frequencies like sound frequency healing frequencies what can you what can you say about that well it's sort of a a big topic and and also yet very simple at the same time and and the basics of it is that sound is incredibly powerful and it has the potential to affect us on the very deepest levels and what scientists are starting to learn now and and some of our always known on some level is that sound actually has the potential to reach us right to the very cellular level. So it is very powerful and it's it's very exciting to see a lot of the new developments and people starting to do more research and understanding about this because the possibilities of what lay of what lie within sound and frequencies are just enormous. Yeah, and and there's a there's a felt experience when we hear music. So we have an emotional experience or connection to the lyrics or connection even to the the music itself. And then there's a deeper felt experience. Like I can feel like it on a vibrational level. And I never really understood that as a child, but I'm starting to understand it more and more as I learn more about the frequencies and sound frequencies and, and sound therapy. So can you talk a little bit about the 432 hertz? Because I know some people probably have heard about that and don't always have a a full understanding. Maybe you can explain it a little bit. Yes, um, 432 hertz is really important to sort of learn about and understand. And basically, there's what's called a universal tuning. So when an orchestra plays together, there needs to be some you know, universal form of tuning so that everybody can be in tune with one another. And it was always 432 hertz until I believe it was either after the First World War or Second World War. I can't remember exactly right now. There was a motion to change it to 440 hertz, which is just a slight differentiation, but it is enough to to be a slight misalignment that's a little bit out of alignment with our the way that our energy is designed to run and 432 hertz is in alignment with nature it's alignment with the heart it is um it can be felt exactly like you said and and again i didn't necessarily understand this either but i have a very visceral reaction to music and sometimes it's a very uplifting one and some music i hear it's just like oh like i can't listen to that and it's not because i don't like the sound of it or what they're saying it's actually something that i can feel in that so 432 hertz is sort of like a movement and it is this movement for us to bring music back into the frequency that it is meant to be in so that it resonates with the heart and it resonates with the earth and i personally can really feel 
the difference. I will put on 432 hertz music quite often throughout the day or especially at night when I'm sleeping. And I notice right away that it feels very relaxing. It feels uplifting. And I noticed that my son responds to it as well. As soon as I put on some 432 hertz music, like if I'm trying to get him to sleep or if it's in the middle of the night and he's woken up, he will almost immediately relax and go right back to sleep when I put on that music. So it's definitely something that can be felt as well as heard. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a real like discord when it's not vibrationally attuned to that frequency. And then there's a real harmony, like a, a feeling of alignment and harmony when it is. I, I have that experience as well, too. Yeah, absolutely. And this is not to discredit any music that is not in 432 hertz, because the majority of the music that we know and we hear for the last, I don't know, probably anywhere from 50 to 80 years is all in 440 hertz. And, and that doesn't negate it or mean that it's it's not great or wonderful, because obviously I'm sure we all have lots of music and lots of songs that we love. And, and what the 432 hertz is from a musical perspective as well, it's just um, it's a slightly higher. It's just a little bit up. So some instruments can be quite easily tuned into 432 hertz, like a guitar or a violin or something like that could be quite easily tuned. A piano is a little bit more difficult because you have so many keys and so many strings that would need to be adjusted, but um, you can actually convert the music as well if you are someone who makes music. And I have converted most of my projects in and the album projects that I've done into 432 hertz because I work with a lot of mantras and sound healing frequencies already. So to me, it feels very natural and right that the music that I create should be in the 432 hertz frequency. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about the the mantras and and toning and how you can use that to support your body. Yeah, mantras and toning are incredibly powerful. So a mantra is, you know, a repetitive affirmation that we speak out loud. So we could speak a mantra in our native language, whether that's English or something else. And I work a lot with mantras that are in very ancient languages, such as Sanskrit and Tibetan. And those languages are very energetically attuned. And Sanskrit actually is a... a very vibrationally resonant language. And each syllable actually relates to different energetic centers in the body. In the in the ancient Vedic texts, they show us that the chakras, which are our main energy centers, they look like flowers and they look like flower petals. And so the different uh, vowel sounds in Sanskrit and consonants as well, they actually relate and they can open and expand and energize those very energy centers. So you're working with very ancient languages that have already been sort of attuned to this, you know, magic and healing vibration. And then also you're dealing with this energetic component as well. So the word mantra actually means when you break it down in Sanskrit, Sanskrit's a very interesting language. It's an ancient language. So depending on how you translate it, you will get different explanations for each word. But one of the more commonly used ones is that mantra actually means to free the mind. So when you work with mantra, you can actually work on the mental level. You can work on the physical level, on the emotional and energetic level. So these ancient prayers can be very powerful for Um, helping you to make shifts in your life and in your consciousness. And again, like we've been speaking about, it is actually felt. It can be felt after you chant a mantra for a few minutes or some time, you will noticeably feel different afterwards. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about the saying the mantras, but, and, and knowing what you're saying, like the connection to the words, because if it's in, if it's in Sanskrit, so for example, and you don't know exactly what the translation is or what the purpose is behind that, is it still just as 
effective or is it better to actually have a mental understanding of what you're actually, what affirmation, the meaning behind the words? That, that is a great question. And I think both have value. I think that the, I, I, I feel that there is, I know actually that there is a benefit whether or not you understand what you're saying or not. And it can be helpful to understand the meaning. And it can also be helpful not to fully understand the meaning because that allows us to really just sort of lose ourselves or really immerse ourselves in that feeling or that vibration or that frequency. And also, most of us who live in, you know, like the Western world or the developed world, we have very overdeveloped minds. And that makes us want to analyze everything and break things down and really try to understand what does it mean? What does it mean? And sometimes that process can be a little bit detrimental to actually the experiential process, which is I know what this podcast is very much about, which is really giving people this experience. And, you know, with all things on the spiritual journey, we can study and we can learn and we can read books and take in information. And that's one level of understanding. However, the real spiritual development comes from the experience of it. So I think both can be very very useful, you know, sort of having a loose understanding of the meaning is good and also not knowing is good. And, and I've had teachers who won't actually reveal the meaning of certain things until later on down the road. And it's because they want us to, you know, have an experience of it first before giving that explanation, because that will just give the mind something to play around or not, which may or may not be useful. It depends on the individual. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. I understand that. And I know, you know, mantras are helpful, whether it's a mantra, whether it's toning, is really good at at occupying the mind because the mind is always looking for something to do. That's its nature, right? It's just like wanting to do something. So if you give it something to focus on, then you're able to actually like really become deeply present to the experience of it. And I can see, like you're saying, how trying to figure out what it means or even having more of an agenda behind it can sometimes be the thing that actually stops us from really being fully present to allowing the experience that's meant to unfold for us. So I love when you're saying that because it's, again, it's like there's no right or wrong. It's just what works for that person at that time. Absolutely. And I think even in just hearing the mantras, we can have an experience of, you know, peace or, you know, maybe a little glimpse of enlightenment or just feel happy or joyful. So, you know, mantra music has become a lot more popular because of yoga in the past years. And I know that a lot of people will listen to it. And a lot of even my music people, I have all people from all walks of life who listen to my music. And some of them tell me, I have no idea what you're saying. But, you know, when I listen to the music, I feel peaceful or I feel calm or I feel happy so that actually goes to show that whether it's understood you know what's being said or not it doesn't really matter and also as I touched on earlier Sanskrit is uh you know, it's the interpretation of it can be very different depending depending on who's interpreting it. So you can find, you know, volumes and volumes of books and publications of all of these different interpretations by different, you know, yogis and professors and swamis who will break down the meaning of all of these ancient texts in Sanskrit. And every one of them will come up with a slightly different interpretation. And it's not because one is right and the other is wrong. It's just that there's always sort of room to interpret what exactly that word means like it's not always so specific and I find that very interesting and also really kind of empowering because it means that you can always take something from from everyone so you can never totally know anything everything about one mantra or one chakra there's always sort of more to be learned and taken in depending on who you're listening to I find it very mm -hmm. interesting 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I've I've had I've listened to your album. I I enjoy your album. I really enjoy it. And there's times if I'm going to have a bath, a hot bath, and soaking, I I play it in the background because I just find I sink right into that deep, you know, almost like a trance state. I'm I'm really deeply reflective and meditative. And half the time I find myself singing along, like you say, and and I don't even know what the words are or what they mean. And then other mantras I'm familiar with, so there's there's a different experience I have as well. So. Can you talk a little bit about your album, your recent album, the one you just launched? <laughs> yes. And before I do that, I just I had to Google because um, one of my first one of my first albums was called Songs of the Buddha, and it was all Tibetan Buddhist mantras. And this is an example, actually, of how powerful a mantra is. So it is said that the mantra Om Mani Padme Hum or Om Mani Padme Hum actually contains the entire eighty four thousand teachings of the Buddha within those syllables. And my Buddhist album, you know, I come back to that mantra many, many times throughout many songs. And one of my friends who lives in New York called me one day and she's like, why are you chanting like, oh, money, pay me, hun. Oh, money, pay me, hun. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, was like, I was laughing, you know, because that was her interpretation. She doesn't understand what I'm saying, right? So I explained to her what it was, but it's it's very funny, right? So it doesn't really matter again. Um, and my, so my new my newest album is called The One and the Many. And it is a collection of prayers from India. And most of them are in Sanskrit. And there's one in um, Gurbani, I believe. And the other one is uh, Marathi, which is not really like a prayer so much. It's more like a song. But uh, yeah, so that album is filled with, you know, all of these prayers. And then also um, there are healing blessings encoded in that track from different healers, including you and some special frequencies uh, put in there also from you and some other people. So that, that's, um, you know, that album is really filled up with, you know, powerful healing frequencies. And, you know, there's, you know, people are talking about all kinds of things right now, and I don't want to go too much down a rabbit hole. But, you know, I know it to be true in my in every bit of my being that there are people and, you know, agendas in this world to create negative results through using sound frequencies. And that's happening in music. That happens in a lot of different ways. So one of my sort of contributions that I hope that I can create and contribute to the world as, you know, do many artists feel this way is to, you know, really fill up the you know, the sound waves, so to speak, with these sort of positive healing vibration and these positive healing effects, because it's fascinating, actually, a friend of mine was asking the other day, she's sort of learning about sound frequencies and whatnot. And she was saying, if I listen to binaural beats on my phone, is there even an effect? And for anyone who doesn't know who bi- what binaural beats are, they're also sort of like a sound frequency for healing. And a lot of people will use that with different guided meditations. But my friend was asking that because she was wondering if the frequency of a cell phone, because a cell phone is a frequency too, right? Like all of these things, Wi-Fi is a frequency, a television works on frequencies, radios work on frequencies, all of these things, right? But I remember seeing a really interesting study once that actually the frequency of the device or, you know, that, that technological bit can actually change depending on the type of information that is being transmitted. So if you're watching TV and you're watching really, you know, like, you know, a gossip show or, a, you know, a soap opera or a tabloid, whatever, you know, like a reality show, something kind of trashy, you know, um, that's got one vibration. But if you're watching something healing or spiritual or something educational that's going to uplift you, that actually shifts 
the, the negative or harmful vibration, which is very interesting. So uh, very interesting. I think there's so much more that we can all, all learn about this. And I really, again, I look forward to more developments in this. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I love that. I love that idea. And, and it's so true. It's like what even our intentions behind what we're watching can change the frequency. But I love that it actually can change the frequency of the device as well. So that's really cool. Yeah. So let's let's dive in and give people an experience of of sound healing. So I'll just let you kind of go where you're guided to go and take us on a little journey. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, everyone can just wherever you are, if you could be sitting or actually, yeah, you have to be sitting up probably because it's most helpful because we're going to be making some sound. And if for some reason you're somewhere right now that you can't make a sound, then just please listen to the sound that I make. And you can imagine that the sound that's coming from me is going into the we're going to be directing sound into some different areas of our body and experiencing that how we feel. So if you can't make sound wherever you are right now, just listen to me and imagine that the sound that's coming from me is going into your body. So let's just start by taking a nice deep breath. Close your eyes. And just take a few nice deep breaths just to ground in and settle in. And just let go of everything that's else except for what's happening right now. And I just want you to sort of observe how you feel in your body to start. Don't try to change anything just yet. Just take an observation of how you feel without without judging it. So that's going to be really important. Now, continuing to breathe deeply and just allowing yourself to ground and settle in, I'd like you to just feel around and see if there's any part of your body or any part of your energy that maybe feels a little imbalanced. Maybe you have some pain somewhere. Maybe you just feel some funny sensations. Again, there's no judgment here. Just notice where it is. And if you don't feel anything specific, you can think about some part of your body that maybe you'd like to give some extra energy to, maybe bring some healing to. And again, before we do anything, just notice how that feels. Now, we're going to be working with the sound of OM. And OM is a very powerful mantra in and of itself. You might have heard this before. The sound of OM. Most mantras actually contain the syllable of OM. And I'm just going to make one OM for you first so you know what it sounds like. Don't worry how long your ohm is. Don't worry about right now if there's more O than M. Just allow the sound to come forth naturally from you however it wants to. So now what we're going to do is we're going to take that sound of ohm, and if you can make a sound, please do, and focus on that area of the body, wherever that was that you might have some pain or you want to send some energy to. And we're going to use this sound of ohm, and I want you to direct that sound right into that area. And we're going to do three of those together. Okay, so taking a nice deep breath. Oh. 
Take a nice inhale and exhale in between. And one more. Oh. One more nice inhale and exhale in between. And one more time. Oh. And now just observe how you feel in your body. Notice if that area that you sent the sound in feels any different. Notice how you feel overall. And now we're gonna do one more thing where if you can, put your arms up over your head and kind of imagine that like you're combing through your auric field. So what that means is that you're gonna put your arms up and let your arms, so your aura is the, in the energetic field that's coming out around you. So you can, you don't, you can do this in whatever way you feel guided. You can just bring your arms up and then bring them down and kind of imagine that with your fingertips, you're kind of combing through. And we're also going to bring in a little visualization here. We're going to visualize a beautiful light coming down. And you can even imagine light coming out of your fingertips while you kind of comb out through the energy field in the space around you. And we're gonna do three more ohms here. And we're gonna imagine that the sound of ohm is going all through your energy field, all around you, it's permeating your energy field and that that sound of ohm is gonna go wherever it needs to, to clear up and heal and uh, do whatever it needs to do to strengthen and um, bring some light and blessing into your energy field, okay? So inhale. Oh. Arms up, let them go however they need to. You can even flap your wings like a bird or a butterfly. to really feel and experience and receive whatever you need to. And as you sit and receive, I'm just going to sing 
a mantra blessing for you. So just listen and receive. Om Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya Mrichorma Amritam Gamaya Om Shanti 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 Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Just taking a few more last few breaths here. And from this space, if you want to send out a prayer or set an intention for yourself or for your life, please do so. And when you're ready, gently open your eyes. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's also it was interesting in the in the the first one that we did the ohm. I was focusing on my left shoulder because I have a shoulder injury, recovering shoulder injury, and I've been doing a lot of different healing work through the night and different times of the day with my shoulder. And when I was asking the vibration to be directed there, it actually went to a different area than I expected. I was like, oh, okay, never would have thought to send it there. So I really received it and allowed it and it kind of just opened up like a, like almost like a flower just kind of popped open in that space. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like between my shoulder and my, my heart on the left. And then on the third one, I actually felt a little bit of a pop and an opening in the lower right side of my abdomen at the same time. So there's definitely a connection between those two spaces. So I really enjoyed that. And then when we, when you did the blessing, it went to my head there was a pulsing in my head and then an opening all down my spine quite lovely oh beautiful yeah that's a that's a very that that prayer is very dear to my heart and it means um lead us from un lead us from the unreal to the real lead us from darkness to light lead us from darkness um no lead us from death to immortality and then peace om shanti shanti means peace so that's a very old um, very old, ancient prayer that I love. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. That was lovely. I enjoyed that. So uh, I want to I want to play one of your songs from the album at the end of the show. So I want people to stay at the end of the show and experience one of those, one of the songs from your album. So can you tune in right now and intuitively just let me know which one you're feeling that the listeners that will be tuning into this program needs to hear? Um, I, the Ama song right away was, uh, I don't know, maybe because I'm, it's funny because I have a picture of her right in front of me. Ama is one of my spiritual teachers and she's an extraordinary woman from South India, but I actually have a picture of her right in front of me and she's got her arms spread open wide, kind of similar to, um, I didn't actually plan on doing that piece about the, the auric field and the energetic field, but I just, I just 
saw it, that that would be maybe helpful for some people to um, create some clearing there in the in the energy field, which is why I added that. But yes, I uh, the Ama track, I think. Yeah, that's my favorite song on the on the album. <laughs> And it's the one that you gave me permission to use at the beginning, the intro and outro of this podcast is that heartbeat, 10 second heartbeat piece for, for that song. Mm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> and I love when people are listening. So I'm going to encourage you, those that are going to listen, it, there's, there's a heartbeat that runs all the way through this song. And that's the one piece that just keeps me like, I, it just, lands i don't know there's something about that heartbeat that just really keeps me present to that song yeah well ama is a very i mean heartfelt being i remember i wrote a book no i i read a book about a spiritual healer who went to see her and she was clairvoyant so she was able to look at ama through her third eye and she said that ama's third her heart chakra is just massive Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she's yeah. very, and she talks about a lot that, like, you know, India is one of the spiritual hearts of the world. And so she's very much an, a living example of somebody who lives from the heart because her whole life is very much about compassion and love and service. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So share a little bit about how people can get in touch with you and how people can get in touch with the album that they feel drawn to do, you know, to, to purchase the music and use it. Oh, yeah. Well, so um, my website is suryadeviworld.com, and hopefully you'll be able to see that somewhere. But, yeah, suryadeviworld.com. All my social media handles are all suryadeviworld as well. And the album can be found on all the major streaming platforms. So Shopify, uh, Shopify, Spotify, (laughs) Spotify, Apple, iTunes. And the name of the album is The One and the Many. So The One and the Many, Surya Devi. And yeah, and then it's on Bandcamp if you would like to purchase it, or you can listen on all of the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. And YouTube, actually, there's a full, if you don't do any of the streaming platforms, I know some people don't, there is, I actually put the full length album on both my YouTube page and also my producer, whose name is uh, One Mind Universe. That's a little easier for people to remember, but it's also on his YouTube page as well, the full version. Beautiful. And I'll share the link in the, in the, episode notes so people can be able to connect right to your website and i know from your website the album information is there too and then all your other offerings if people are feeling you know connected to surya devi and her work and her her beautiful voice and i know she does a lot of work with helping people with attune their voice vibrationally as well so there's a lot of opportunities on her her website and her offerings to support you in sound healing as well so yeah, that's actually, I will have a, a course coming out soon that's called A Voice for Love. It's the same name as a, a podcast that I have as well, but The Voice for Love is all about using the voice in its different capacities. So both for speaking and then feeling confident to speak up for what you believe in and removing blocks from the throat chakra. And then it also delves into some of this stuff as well, which is using the voice for healing. And I just, Um, I'm very passionate about this because it's this wonderful tool that we all have that we don't necessarily know that we have. And as I hope many of you just experienced, it can be very simple. You know, it's a very simple, these very simple exercises we can do can really generate very profound results. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I remember one time I was I was toning a lot. I was doing a lot of toning for whatever reason. I was really drawn to it. I would be driving along and I'm like toning. I'm like, people probably just think I'm singing. They don't really realize, but I'm like, you know, doing all this toning in my car and at home and stuff and wherever I had some private space to do it. And uh, it, I just like, it went for like months and months. I was just toning and then it, I got away for it for, for a long time. And then it's just all coming back in again. It comes in spurts, comes and goes, but um, it, I yeah. find it really helpful. Yeah. It definitely moves stuff. It gives my mind something to do. And then it, the, the body just responds and music has always done that for me too. I really found that music is, is so healing for me. So I appreciate oh. it. It absolutely is. And you, you just touched on something really important, really great, which is actually the car is a great place to sing. My teacher always told me that too. She's like, oh, singing is great in the car because, I mean, obviously you have to make sure that you're focused on the road, but it's a great place that often you can make a big sound and nobody's going to hear you, right? Because that's, that's part of it. I know that people feel self-conscious and a lot of people's living spaces don't allow them to, to, to make these loud sounds. So you have to sometimes find places to you know, where you can actually like create that expression that wants to come out because there is a lot that's that's stored there and held there in the voice that we don't always have the opportunity or the the right places to, to release that, right? Well, even the idea of looking at the voice as a release. So we always look at tears as a release, letting go, you know, letting go grief or sadness or whatever it is that's coming through the tears. It's like we don't always think of that with the voice. And I remember when I was doing a lot of work around anger, helping people move anger. And we do an exercise called Vesuvius, which basically like punching pillows and bolsters. And sometimes I would take out, you know, the punching bag and the gloves and stuff. Cause I used to teach kickboxing and I'd get them to punch stuff and, and, but making the vocal sound along with it, like screaming or, or even swearing sometimes it, for some of those clients was really therapeutic. It was like, that is exactly what they needed. They needed that release and it had to come through the voice. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. So that's why I've said this before. I'm like, we need to create spaces where people can just go and have a big open space to scream and yell and, and let all of this stuff out. Because every time we don't speak, every time we don't say something, every time we want to scream and we don't, that all gets held there in the throat chakra. And if we don't find some way to release that, then it can cause all, all sorts of issues. So it's very important to have that release. Beautiful. So I'm going to invite everybody who's listening to to practice the toning, come back to the episode, listen again if you need to, let let Elise's voice and let her be your guide until you're comfortable doing it on your own and then just practice it. You can't get it wrong. Just do whatever feels good, even if it's a funny noise and it's not a true ohm, it doesn't matter. Just just use it and try it and play with it. See what happens. Yes, thank you so much for saying that because that's a big point. Like you can't get it wrong. Actually just giving yourself the permission to let yourself make these sounds is incredible and it really disrupts that sort of programming that we all have around like, you know, we, we there's all these messages. I get into this in the course, but there's all these messages that we've been told throughout our life like children should be seen and not heard or, you know, proper proper ladies don't say this or proper people don't say these types of things. This is all part of our programming. So we actually break that conditioning when we allow ourselves to use the voice and just let whatever wants to come out come out. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Love it. Well, thank you for being here and for sharing your your gifts and to share your wisdom and and your teachings and 
and your experience with us. I really appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you. So thank you, everybody who's listening. Remember, the Healing Experiment podcast will continue, and our intention is always to provide a self-experience of different healing modalities. And if you have had an impact, if one of the episodes has impacted you or you're feeling shifts that are happening by listening, I would encourage you to, to share it because sharing is all about spreading the word. And, and remember, our intention is to really heal and awaken one heart at a time to uplift humanity and really share more empowering messages and empowering tools that can help people stand up inside themselves and, and say yes to express their gifts. So it creates this ripple effect. And I'm all about global impact. So I want you to join us and contribute to the, the global healing movement. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you. I see you. I honor you. Until next time, love and blessings. And stay tuned. We're going to play one of Surya Devi's songs now.
Jagadambe, Matabamani Jayambe. Jayambe, Jagadambe, Matabamani Jayambe. Jaya Jaya Om Amrita Shwari